we are. We're in the middle of the semifinals in the playoffs, and I'm here with Ira. How you doing? Let, let's do the thing. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. I think you've been trying to dodge me for this podcast, Paul. I don't know. It's been uh, like over a week, and you know, can't, can't lock down a time to get you on the uh, get you on the podcast. It, it's been a stressful time in IP address world. Uh, we're in the middle of a locked into a battle here. I don't. I wouldn't even call it much of a battle. I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, but I guess you know we haven't really done our our end of regular season recap. Uh, kind of the end of season storyline. So let's let's start there before we jump into to what's gone on in the playoffs and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, what, you want to talk about Levy's flop first? Uh, well, I think I you know I gave it I gave it even a bigger heading I think at the start, but I skipped the dash, which might have uh, uh, kind of made off it here. yeah made it even more significant. But I think I think we have to. Just take a moment to, to lead off the top of the podcast with uh, the triumph of the Dan Corden. And look at this guy. Yeah, he's a, a playoff manager. Right? Who would have ever thought we'd see, see the day? What was it, two years ago we were at uh, Applebee's, I think, when we uh, you know took away his right to freely make trades and the rest of the league could still do what the hell it wanted? I mean, yeah, we come a long way. I mean, there's, there's – I think – you know, I think he might have turned it. He might have turned the corner, and maybe that Elon wedding. Looking back on it, you know, I feel like there was a real emotional uh, outburst there. You could see the want in the manager. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never. I, w- I don't think I was present for that. Do you have any more backstory on on that situation? Oh, I just remember there was a lot of passion that night. I I, remember, I think I remember seeing, saying to you like uh, on the scene. I was like, wow, yeah, come on, this guy's. This guy can't leave the league. I mean, there's he, there's way too much passion here, you know. It's uh... Oh, but I don't think that was ever a risk. Because, like, every time – Dan was always passionate about being in the league, whether he's going to compete in the league. Like, when we went to AC, you know, three, four years ago – wow, like we're, the time is really flying by here. But, you know, however many years ago that was, Dan was, like, you know, very passionate about loving the league and being in the league, even if he wasn't competing. So, to me, him wanting to be in the league and being a part of it, you know, it is nice to see him finally taking that next step and – setting his lineups, uh, you know, even, even if he made it a little too close for comfort there, you know, like that week against me in the regular season, he could have probably solidified a few more stats. So he wasn't holding his breath the last week, had he set his lineups any of the last like three days of our matchup. Um, but it, it's good to see him in the playoffs. I think now that he's had a taste of that, he's going to want a little bit more going forward and season it's really not that hard to, to, to stay competitive for a long time. That was pretty amazing. I mean, I, don't know. I mean, you know, he definitely had his, you know, strong points and weak points. I mean, you know, he executed a couple of trades that were pretty, pretty much, uh, you know, egg in the face. I mean, the Al Horford deal obviously was a, a disaster. I mean, that guy, I don't know. He, I mean, he maxed out the tanking that any uh, player could ever have in a season. And obviously, you know, I've uh, I've already noted my position on Jared Allen, who, uh, I mean, very up and down season, certainly not fourth round quality. Uh, when Dan had him on his roster. Um, but look, look I, I think, I think it takes a few of those mistakes as you're trying to progress towards being a better manager. Like I, I know it, I was a pretty bad manager a few years ago myself. Right. And you got to make a few of those trades. For me, it was that one I made. It was like Joe Johnson for, uh, Oh, I, I don't remember the exact trade. It was, a, it was some sort of yeah, Joe like Johnson. Gerald Henderson or something. I think it or... was Gerald. Hen- yeah. I traded like Joe Johnson for <laughs> Gerald Henderson. That was right. And it, and it was a disaster within two weeks. And you just learned that, you know, 
look, you gotta, you gotta really do your homework on these trades. You gotta see what guys perceived value is and, and what it's going to be, but it takes, it takes some of these flops to, to move towards making better moves and, and, and acting more seriously in their managerial role. So I think Dan's in the, in the right and, you know, he's, he's heading in the right direction here, which is good to see. Oh, well, without a doubt, heading in the right direction. I mean, yeah, the guy hasn't made the playoffs and, you know, I mean, it's been like a dozen years, so. Uh, yeah, very, I think it must, it must have been stuff. since he won the Nissenson Award in 2011. Must have been the last time. Uh, I highly doubt he made the playoffs in 2011. I think he hasn't, he hasn't made it since like high school. I mean, you have to go real, real deep in the history books. Uh, I'll pull it up, but uh, yeah, no, it's he, in the early years. He like was like, you know, kind of like doing what he did now, making the first round and losing. Um, Which if you're doing it, if you're doing it every year, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. No, plus, I mean, and I think as we can, as we'll reflect on some other teams, I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can break through if you make it enough times, you know, just things kind of fall in the right place. But yeah, the last time was 2008. We saw Dan wow. uh, take fifth place that season. So yeah, this a uh, a major, <laughs> a major move forward for Dan Corden. Big, big dra- That's wild, actually. 13 years without making the playoffs. Yeah, half the league making the playoffs. Thirteen years, wow! It's 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 a competitive league, you know. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah, whatever. The winning the Sturdums is one thing, but in terms of making the playoffs, we have some nice parity, I'd say. You know, Uh, a fair amount of teams get there one way or another. And yeah, I mean, he's at a nine point five three will be its average place, assuming he takes a sixth versus Andrew. I think he's going to lose that one. but yeah, he's getting a little closer to like the Corey and Durans of the world. Uh, he has a better fantasy uh, rating now than Corey does. Uh, that's so. that's all very time sensitive. Right now, I'm the third best manager in our league, according to that. But that's you know, I'm maybe a strong performance from another league I was in last year, and and just more recent success. You know, in in our leagues, basically my hot streak last year at the end of the year, and, and my hot streak this year at the end of the year. So I, I, with a grain of salt, but anyway, always better to be trending up than down to that. No, no doubt. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. in terms of making it next season, I mean, he'll have his work cut out for him without, you know, draft picks in the tank or something. Uh, he, he might find, find things aren't quite as simple, but uh, hey, we saw Dan execute the move strategy. He did some nice streaming in that final week to uh, get the 6-3 victory over Garrett. And I, I mean, he really needed every uh, every game he got, so... You gotta... well, look, maybe maybe this is what Dan needs to reinvigorate him, right? He's rarely had a season where he's like not coming with a big draft board. Maybe he just like needs to have like he had this little taste. And I, I kind of talked to him as I was beating him in the playoffs this week. I'm like, look, man, look at Justin's team, look at Irish team. Like these guys don't have full boards ever. Like, but if you just hang with it and and kind of let chips fall and let some of your younger guys get more minutes, you know, things things could break for you and, and you can wind it back in the playoffs. Like, you know. Look at me the last two years. I was in 12th place each season, about a third of the way into the season. And then, you know, last year, you know, we could debate that, you know, obviously. But I, I think I could have made the playoffs depending on how my match had ended the last week. <laughs> and, uh, and this year I made the, you know, I, I finished the season in third after that rough start and Justin trying to bid me out. So it's all about hanging with it and, and kind of, you don't even have to be that, you know, you don't have to make that many moves. You just got to make a few correct moves and, and hang on at the right time. So. Uh, I think with his taste, hopefully he's going to stay with it and, you know, keep, keep, keep doing it, Dan. I mean, he's got, he's got Bam and Zion, which is a, you know, an excellent foundation. 
And then, you know, you can consider keeping like a, a Fred Van Vliet as a sixth rounder next season. Uh, Chris Stapps as a fifth rounder. Uh, you know, he's got some options to work with, I think. Or actually, but, Terry Rozier, I think, is still on this roster. I mean, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about someone trending in, you know, the absolute wrong direction, I think, because, you know, eight <laughs> minutes is enough for Dan. Let's let's talk about the real loser of this year's fantasy season. Uh, uh, maybe Trevier is the real loser. We could, I think, we should have a superlative show at some point, uh, and, and and dive more into that. But but you know, let's talk about Levy. Uh, Levy came into this season. Let's give him a real post mortem here. Came into the season, really feeling like the hospital era was over for him. Maybe he needs a team name change. That that may be part of this, but um, really felt like he was going to be the guy to beat. Obviously, with the COVID season, everything kind of became up for grabs and. I know he was pretty affected early on, but he he, he kind of hung with it, and you know, just never really, never really made the moves early enough to to give him another center other than Andre Drummond, who was out for a lot of the season. And, and uh, look, that a Jared Allen deal was maybe bad for Dan, but maybe for Levy that could have tied him tied him over just enough to make the playoffs. You know, so there <laughs> there were definitely a lot of moves out there that he could have made that could have could have easily put him in the playoffs, and he just refused to do it. Again, you know, he won't he won't sacrifice the future draft board to to, to play. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, I mean, Levy didn't give up so many picks, but he I mean, he did give up you know Steph Curry, which uh, it's it's a tough blow. I mean, I think he gave, I think he gave up Curry like right before the hot streak really unleashed. In reality, I mean, you know, Steph was a uh, was gonna be a top two fantasy asset on the season. His probably best showing in, I don't know, probably three seasons or something with uh, this is injury history. And now he's stuck with uh, Kyrie Irving for the future. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Kyrie's got like Kawhi-like upside where, you know, he can put up some monster numbers when he's uh, on the court. But I don't know, just awfully dicey. Durant's going to be playing more. Harden's going to be playing more in the future. I don't know. Having Kyrie as your keeper isn't, isn't all it's cracked up to be. And not even like when John had him. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what Levy was waiting for. I don't know. The guy does the same thing. He he likes to make the big trades, but he doesn't want to make the moves to to back it up. I mean, he's just gotta you got you gotta balance your managerial style. I don't know if he's like scared he's gonna make bad moves or you know just thinks, uh, well, I'm not gonna wake up early enough. So what's the point of even trying to make a move? I don't know. I <laughs> just I don't get it. I mean, there's no reason he couldn't have like pushed himself a little harder to pull this out. But yeah, he had two six three victories to close the season, but. You know, I mean, I think that a one eight loss to Dan and then a two seven loss to me. You know, that kind of sealed his fate at the end. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty bad historical stretch for Levy. I mean, this is like a like dank or like old school Duran type showings. I mean, he went twelfth in twenty sixteen, a third place in twenty seventeen, and then eleven and eleven in twenty eighteen nineteen, and seventh this season. So he's missed the playoffs now four to five seasons. This is a, a significant slump. Yeah, and look, I, you know, he gave up pretty big picks to to make that Vucevic trade at the end of the season there. That didn't pay off for him. Uh, what wound up being, what, a third, a third and a fourth? Or a third and a fifth? Yeah, I think, I think what, he came in at the finish line and gave up. Oh, well, allegedly a, came in at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no receipts on that, but, but a third, me, a fifth, and a tenth. <laughs> Maybe maybe just a safe face and to avoid the Kyrie thing. Maybe he'll wind up keeping Giannis and and uh, Vucevic, you know, or, or or Drummond. Maybe he'll keep Russ. You know, he really he really <laughs> really seems to want Russ this year. So maybe he'll wind up keeping him in his top top two next season. 
great start, great finish for us. Yeah, just, you know, kind of let you hang for the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very weird, weird season for this team. I don't know. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, if he had made the playoffs with Fox out and Hayward out, I mean, it would have been tough. He still has a pretty good roster, but, I don't know, Kyrie's missing a lot of time, too. Yeah, yeah. It just, I don't know, he's a little to his name, the hospital, right? I mean, the Drummond pick was a disaster. I don't know if anybody's had two uh, – those were both third-rounders, right? Westbrook and – Yeah, Drummond. well, what's funny, is, what's funny is I remember during the draft, like, every, like, everyone who did research was like, oh, man, I really wanted Drummond in this spot. And like Levy, Levy took him off the board, and because oh his his steals and blocks have been so good in uh, the recent seasons, and I think Yahoo's projections for those stats were pretty high. And with his rebounding and scoring, you can live with the free throws, which which have improved mildly over the last year or two. Um, so like he he looked like a real value in, in that round, and uh, it just didn't really play out for him, unfortunately, with the health this season. So um, you know, or health being being shut down automatically by Cleveland, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, you know, tough, tough season for Levy. Uh, Yeah. I mean, four out of five missed is big and it might be five out of six going next year. And then, then he has a lot of explaining to do at that point, I think. So I think Levy, I think you need a team name change and uh, go from there. And 24 moves in the year. I mean, it's just, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put in a little more effort out there if you want to pull this off. I think that's just, that's just like a baseline for any manager, you know. Especially, there's like always like there's always centers that get like little runs during the season, you know. Like I got lucky with Robert Williams, you know. He was kind of a, a nothing player for most of the year, and I got him. And uh, until his kind of recent injury, he's been a yeah. he's been a cog for my team. Uh, Levy could have used him to to fill that spot for Drummond, but you know, you, you gotta you gotta wake up and you're not even have to wake up. You just gotta make moves when they're available. But. Something to work on for Levy next season. I don't know if we can do it, but well, let's move on. Enough time on him. <laughs> yeah, well, we look forward to yeah. We look forward to seeing. He could go three centers for next. <laughs> Giannis, uh, fucking who's the other center? Drummond. Well, not Drummond. Who else? Vucevic. Vucevic, and then Boucher on the Raptors is a, uh, you know, an intriguing eleventh uh, round keeper material. So uh, you know, I think he's in Nick Nurse's doghouse. So. A really rough keeper to go with, in my opinion, but probably somebody leave you will take a flyer in anyway. That's a weird one. Like that guy, every time he plays, he puts up monster numbers. But I guess you know the fantasy doesn't always kind of like Whiteside, right? The fantasy is not always the reality. So I still think of that round you got to take him because there's there's always some pretty bad players back that late anyway. So uh, that, that's my free advice for Levy right here. Anyway, speaking of elevens uh, and things like that. The race for 10th place in our uh, first true lottery season here. Uh, it got heated towards the end. John and Garrett were both really going for it. I think even I mean, Duran kind of perked up a little bit when, when he remembered that there was a race for 10th. Uh, how, do you think, how do you think it went? How do you think our rule has impacted you know, the race to the bottom? And, and do you think it's sustainable? Or do you think it's just because Corey and Dan were uh, and Levy were all in the race to make the playoffs this year and, and didn't have the chance to tank to the bottom. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a fair point on your part though. You know, it's the, uh, I don't know. I guess these, these lottery tanking odds, I mean, you know, John's always going to be uh, keeping focused and like, you know, playing for whatever's going to give him the most advantage. So uh, it's not surprising that he was focusing on getting 10th place. Uh, it seemed to have a, I mean, it certainly seemed to get Garrett going, but I mean, Garrett's, it's hard to say that that was because of just this lottery system or other 
factors that were coming into Garrett's uh, motivation, I think, down the stretch. Such as? But, uh, well, I think I think it's on the rundown also already. But, you know, I think when it comes to Garrett, I mean, the guy's a little just a little more inspired right now. He's uh, with the way the Conley Accords and the kind of uh, – it's just it, – it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like what we're seeing from Joe Biden, I would say, no? I mean, the guy just uh, is very uh, – he's coming in like he's just going to be the middling Joe, you know, who's not trying to rock a boat, you know. I'm here to just, you know – be uh you know holding the office making sure it's in a safe place but in reality the policy is being proposed here by garrett are quite radical what what's what's garrett's uh what's garrett's finishes the last few seasons now because that's not too hot either if if i'm correct (sighs) so garrett we're talking about yeah he's got a similar thing going on i mean he's always been a very back and forth manager um right so he went and he was on the team that was supposed to be pretty good coming into the season just for the record, yeah, he was highly projected coming into things. He went, so he's gone. You, you give you give him a solid B minus, so that makes him one of the one of the better managers. <laughs> believe, but go on. Yeah, well, it's the Irish curve, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, so he went tenth this year, tenth of twenty nineteen. Uh, as you recall, second place. You know the undefeated campaign in twenty eighteen. Right. That he that he blew. Right. Eleventh of twenty seventeen, and then you know fourth of twenty sixteen, and two misses before that. So okay. He's made the playoffs twice in the last seven seasons. So, I mean, you know, he's had a first, a fourth, a second in the last eight years. But besides that, it's been a lot of a lot of missed playoffs. So I guess a manager you should consider a threat, but uh, not a steady factor in this. Fair enough. But, yeah, I, I do think that the lottery was good. I do think it's allowing us now. I think what we've called in the past our anti-tanking policy, and I don't know if this is on the rundown and if I'm jumping. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you do have it. So let's just bring it, bring it here now because I think it all relates to each other. The, the lottery system is now really our anti-tanking policy. What we've called our anti-tanking policy really needs to be renamed our um, anti-competitiveness policy, right? Because the biggest risk really is that we have something like what went on with Duran a bit where he's just not like not updating his roster to, to have guys that are, you know, fieldable. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, the Arisco when certain managers may be towards the bottom that they're not paying attention for large swaths of the season. So maybe we, I think that rule needs a little rejiggering, but I think, I think the lottery rule has really done a lot, uh, at least this year to, to solve a little bit of that problem. Yeah. It's like, I think it's a step in the right direction. I would hope that like, uh, Levy's going to put their best foot forward probably to try and then compete. It seems like Dan has turned a corner. Um, I don't know. I guess you could speak best to, you know, how a, a child might factor into things, but uh, yeah, I guess it doesn't. Yeah, well, it doesn't. No, no, no yeah. factor. Okay. No. Yeah. Glad to hear it. But yeah, just to remind everybody, I, the, the odds for the lottery that we're about to undertake, I guess. And I guess this will happen with the, all, this is going to happen during uh, the NBA lottery as well. I don't know. Or during the manager's meeting, we'll be running. We'll run this out. Um, uh, I haven't decided. I, I think if we do a superlative show, I think it'd be fun to tack it on to the end of that. Get you know, oh, get our get our listeners up a little bit. Yeah, highest rated pot, no doubt. Um, so the odds will be, or actually, uh, that's we should we we should clarify how this works for sixth place because sixth place is getting five percent. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure that should be based on playoffs though or regular. No, season. It's, it's it's based on regular season finish. Okay, that, that's good. All right. I'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to have a committee meet to decide how that should, if the sixth place for the average finish should now be based on regular season or based on playoffs as it historically has been. Yeah, things are getting complicated now. 
so six plays just, just, just by just by you, just by you, it's getting complicated. <laughs> well, I'm the only one keeping the average record because our league historian, you know, <laughs> I mean, showed up <laughs> once for the job and uh, you know exited the scene. But uh, you know, seventh place gets ten percent. Eighth place is fifteen percent. Ninth place is twenty five percent. Tenth place is thirty percent. That's our big winner. And then if you suck and get eleventh or twelfth place, eleventh place is ten percent. Twelfth place is five percent. I will say, it probably would have played out differently. Like once we reminded everybody what was the stakes were, you know, John and Garrett got going. We probably would have seen John going harder, maybe Garrett going harder to try and fall in that nine ten range instead of you know the eleventh cliff. I would say. Um, so something to keep in mind for future seasons. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like the trade off of like you know trading your players for picks though versus keeping your players for lottery odds. I assume most managers still are still going to make those deals to get the picks and like worry about the lottery odds later. That's just my assumption, but I guess people could just say, fuck it now. Right. But see what, what it does is it to me, and I think you saw this at John and Garrett, it, it de-incentivizes you to not look at your roster at all. Right. Those guys made simple air drops to keep their roster playable so that instead of losing one eight every week, they, they could actually go like two, seven or three, six, and occasionally four five, right? It, it's not that much more effort. And th- what that does is it means that the playoff teams are not dictated solely based on who is the easiest schedule down the stretch, which we definitely saw this season, right? Like, you know, teams ran into those managers and didn't just have a cakewalk. Um, it, it, there actually was an impact. So that, that was pretty nice in my opinion. Uh, what was our bottom... Let me, let me click on the standings yeah, we here. We saw a little more resistance. Our, yeah. our bottom win percentage is 375, so it's still below 400, but really not that bad. And then John was, like, right below 400, and Garrett was above it. So, I mean, compared to, like, last season. Let's yeah, see there was a lot of parity this year, I would say. Uh, yeah. I mean, even – I mean, Justin was a 625. Now, as now look, part of that – part of that's because of the shorter season, right? So, like, we, we can't discount that either. But sure. last year, Corey was at 287. In last place, so <laughs> well that like, was an all timer by Corey. Yeah, he yeah. Was, uh, you know that girlfriend. Levy was Levy was two below four hundred, um, and then let's go back one more year there. And let's see where we were. Yeah, I think it's a while, a while since we've had a real uh, a big parody season. But it happened that one year where like I missed the playoffs. There was like six teams that were like all the same. Twenty seventeen is pretty. Twenty seventeen saw Eric. At 367, but the next person was 403. 20, in was 2018, a- 2018 uh, Levy and, and I think that was the year that I had the most uproar and really wanted the, the lottery system the first time. Uh, well, besides back in 2011, uh, Levy finished in last at three. Sorry, no, Dan was at 308 and Levy was at 336. Uh, so, and then mm-hmm. Eric was at 417 that year as well. So just a lot of bottom dwelling that season. Um, yeah, so I think this is going to have a positive impact. Hopefully, there's more of the same next year. I mean, one thing that uh, I'm seeing, I, like, I wonder if just if we could shorten our season any further. You know, maybe maybe like a few weeks shorter of our normal season if they allow us to do it. It solves the end of end of year players getting benched uh, issue. It's always um, an issue, but I mean, yeah. it might it'll lessen it to some degree. It, it'll definitely like it'll definitely lessen it to some degree. And it just keeps managers more active. I think, like the the longer you have, the longer you have, the more weeks are going to be where there's people just not wanting to care. So um, maybe that's something to look into. But um, look, we had some good stuff in those comedy accords. I actually got to do my part and, and 
respond a little bit. I haven't done that yet, but uh, we're, we're heading in the right direction here, I think. Yeah, no, I think I have. No, certainly the league, uh, a bounce back, especially the big boy years campaign. Uh, you know, I think another strong one like this, and you know, we could start talking top eight league, maybe. Top eight. Thank you. <laughs> Getting there. Except a few spots in the power rankings. Yeah, but uh, all right. Um, do we want to swing it? Where do we want to go? Do we want to talk? start talking playoffs? Do you want to keep yeah, going let's, into... Let's do playoffs. All right. Let's, let's, so, all right. Well, uh, let's take it from the top. We'll start from the beginning. Uh, it's good. I think Paul and I have been a little on incognito, uh, really. And I like to have my space when the playoffs are happening. I kind of go into like LeBron <laughs> mode, you know, where uh, just me and my books and, you know, exit the social media. Um, but yeah, the way the bracket broke out, uh, you know, Paul had to, I think, throw a monkey wrench at things and, and push for third place there down or held out, I guess, for third place down the stretch. So we got Bibsy at the top as the one seed and he faced the four or five winner, which was Eric versus Andrew. And then I, myself, I held the two seed and we had Paul versus Stank in the uh, first round of the action. Um, I think we could go through the Paul Dank matchup was never too tight. Um, you know, yes and no, like yes and no, meaning like Dan was a lot closer in some stats than like even he realized. I think like he he could have swung it to five four if maybe he made a few more air drops. Um, I, I think what paid off for me in that matchup is that I was not making a lot of air drops, so it didn't signal to him to make a lot of air drops, but also like I will say the free agent market is very bare this postseason. Like there's just not a lot of guys that are going to give you more than, uh, than points. And that was the one category where I was so far ahead of him that it didn't really make much sense for him to, to make a lot of moves necessarily. Yeah. I, as I was analyzing it, I mean, he seemed like he was in a tough spot just because he really was only competitive in like five stats probably. And one of those was turnovers. And like, if you, you know, if you're trying to win turnovers, then it's gonna, you're going to have a hard time making and moves. It, like, you're in trouble. Yeah. And, and, and he was winning the percentages, which like my team, like even towards the end, there was a chance I went 9-0 in that matchup because my, my free throws were actually kind of lower than they were all season. Same for field goal. So uh, as the week went on, I was getting closer and closer there. So uh, it was oh, like, it, so it was a big win, but it was also like, you know, a few things broke the wrong way. Like if, if things broke, like how they've been breaking this week against you, uh, he, he definitely could have had it. So, um, yeah, oh, I will say it's, it's, it's probably, it's pretty rare. I'm, I'm not sure I can recall a time where a team took both sets, but you know, then lost all seven of the other stats. So I guess some teams do it. I guess a lot of, some bad teams do it on occasion. I think Corey did it. Like I might've done it versus you in like a three, six or something, but like, yeah, usually if you're winning the percentages, it leads to like some good results, but, uh, you know, he had, Jake had 60 games and, you know, Paul had only 52 games and, you know, didn't make a difference in this one. Uh, it was a, a strong performance there. So Paul advanced out of that one. Our other matchup was uh, – oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was say, dis- despite having to drop Jamal Murray for the playoffs, despite Miles Turner being out for the playoffs, despite Robert Williams being out for the entire week, somehow my team put up mega numbers like that. So that was nice, even if it's not going to last through to the, this next uh, round or two. Anyway, continue. <laughs> But yeah, the other the other quarterfinal matchup we had uh, Eric versus Andy. Uh, you know, a nice a nice immortal battle of a uh, one time sternum winners on both sides. And uh, and I got I think you know it was a it was a very neck and neck matchup. I mean, Eric had the advantage, but Andrew was like always in striking distance. And you know, he's one of those teams that you know is gonna is gonna come for it. He's not gonna just uh, sit back and watch the action. 
Um, and he almost got there. I mean, that was a, that was a real nail biter. I said to him afterwards, there's always like one of these every playoffs. And like, this might've been the one, I think. Yeah. This matchup was decided by 0.004 of field goal percentage. And, and on that day, it had flipped back countless times. Right. Um, you know, it, you know, making it a little bit different is Andrew. Andrew was holding on to turnover. So again, you had to be careful of what you're doing there, but um, yeah. Eric kind of Eric kind of cleaned up on assists, steals, blocks, um, and you know Andrew Andrew had points and three pointers in pretty decent hand, um, and just really that field goal percentage was was what it really came down to here. So uh, de- decent lines by both managers, nothing too spectacular. They played the same amount of games, which is kind of nice to see in a playoff situation. Uh, but yeah, good, good matchup overall. Yeah, no, Juan Toscano uh, Anderson, man, you know. That name, I'm sure, will be sticking to Andrew's head for a little while. N- not the guy um, you want to have your fantasy season counting on, right? Not not necessarily that guy. Well, your NBA season, probably, if you ask the Warriors. But no, yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was uh, nice, I mean, nice to see, I think, you know, kind of just looking at it from more of like a league perspective. I mean, this is Eric's, you know, first time in the playoffs since – He's made it once since 2012. You know, he had that nice three-year stretch to open his open his career, and he spent with the big bull years. The first one being the sternum uh, winner, and he made it once the next seven seasons. Wow. Uh, he took a sixth place. So uh, nice to see Eric back in the playoffs and already, uh, you know, making a name for himself. Yeah, he's a uh, he's been making some moves. I I hear that uh, an early bedtime could be a factor in uh, you know his future results. But he's in the semifinals. And, you know, making the semifinals is uh, not easy, especially if you're sure you can win a matchup, you know, actually playing the contest. Uh, yeah, that's a sign of a decent manager out there. Playoff basketball is uh, not the same as regular season. Yeah, look, I think, I think making the semifinals in this league is, is always, uh, you know, a sign of a good season. But once, it, once you're there, kind of anything could happen. And, you know, proven over the time you can win or lose based on what happens to your team. But uh, definitely a good season for him. Kind of, kind of in that strong position all year. We thought he'd have the first round by for a long time. So good to see him getting into the semifinals. Yeah, you were, uh, yeah. If I recall, you were uh, you were flagging him for I think several podcasts back. Now you were a pretty, uh, pretty big Eric roster supporter. So uh, I guess that was a good, uh, good read on your part. I'm not sure I was uh, quite as sold at the time, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Eric lost a couple of the matchups to end the season versus Justin and Levy, but uh, he brought it versus Andrew. So, I don't know. Maybe this, he's this got something. This uh... league is all about getting the right three-week hot streak. That's all this league comes down to. I mean, it, that's really that's really it. Well, if you're going head-to-head, so. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it's – I mean, regular season-wise, it's about minimizing the damage, I guess, I think. Uh, I mean, and, and even thing. like, look, like when I got hot this regular season, that was, you know – if I got hot a week later, I, I would have been, it would have been too late. Right. I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, all, everything in this league is timing. So uh, let's look at, take a look at their matchup now as it's a closer matchup, Eric versus Justin in this round, Justin really actually tied place, it back up now. Mm-hmm. Justin really in first place for most of the season. Yeah. They're at four, four right now. It's pretty interesting. Justin mm-hmm. ahead by two threes. Uh, they're tied in rebounds right now. Uh, looks like Eric has assists and steals pretty much in the bag and Justin has blocks pretty well. Uh, Justin also behind on turnover. So keep an eye on that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if he, if he falls behind on threes, 
uh, will he have the flexibility to, to add more guys? Um, so for, for the Justin haters out there, and, and well, consider me one of them. Uh, <laughs> really? Is, we didn't know that. <laughs> uh, this is a good, good sign going into the weekend here. Yeah, one star for boys for life, right? Yeah. That's right. But, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's looking like this thing's going to, I guess, hinge on presumably rebounds and, you know, the three-pointers. I mean, it's, there aren't that many tight stats in this one, actually. So it'll uh, be interesting to see if Eric can uh, keep up. I mean, I think Justin ripped off, like, I don't know, Justin ripped off, like, seven moves, like, last night. So, <laughs> I mean, this roster is... A bit, a bit in shambles. I would not call this like a, a super team at this point. And if you uh, taking a look at it, I mean, we still have Christian Wood, PJ Washington, uh, Thaddeus Young, Moses Brown. Uh, we got Ben Simmons, Valanciunas, Julius Randle. Uh, then you know, Colin Sexton's hurt. Sabonis is hurt. Donovan Mitchell's hurt. Duncan Robinson. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, not know. a great, it's not... not a very good roster. I mean, really yeah, he's, he's got some players, but yeah, it's it's not it's definitely not a juggernaut. I wouldn't. Uh, so Justin is vulnerable, but you know, it's uh, he's already scraped back to tie this up. When I think Eric was up a, a decent bit, you know, to start the week. So uh, worth keeping an eye on. Worth keeping an eye on. Um, and yeah, I'm sure most of the league is pulling for Eric at this point. So I don't know. It might be best for League Harmony to see him make the finals at least. Uh, maybe, yes and no. I mean, uh, I guess. Uh, I guess if it means losing to you. I don't know. If that's any better. But let's let's go over to our matchup because it's it's really pretty depressing from my perspective here. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not done yet. Really, I, I don't uh... I don't really have a, an avenue. Uh, I'm ten rebounds back. I'm losing two seven. Threes threes is done. Uh, field goals is up for grabs. Rebounds I could come back maybe. Uh, and that's really it. So I think my best case scenario here is a five four loss. <sighs> I mean, I mean, I look, at, at, at some point, at some point, and look, I think Clint Capello may not be playing tonight. Now, at at, at some point, uh, you know, there's only so many injuries you could withstand. You know, no, no matter how much talent you have on the team, uh, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. No matter how many moves you make, it, it doesn't matter. Um, if guys aren't performing, if guys are getting hurt, it, it just, you know, it sucks. So I, I had a good run considering I thought the season was going to be over, uh, you know, pretty early on. I think making the semifinals is a pretty good accomplishment for the season. Uh, at one point I thought I could have, could have won it, but uh, yeah, when, when two of your top four players get hurt going into the, into the playoffs and you know, another cast of characters that is getting hurt, it, it just makes it very difficult. Uh, I mean, I think it's still, I mean, I don't know. When it comes to, like, steals and blocks, uh, you know, these, like, 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 last night we both had, like, some huge steals and blocks numbers. And, like, it's quite easy to have, like, a night where you, like, you know, one goes for, like, three steals and the other team goes for, like, 15 steals. And, like, the whole the stack just flips. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, call this one done yet by any means. But Yeah, I mean, I, I do have some volatile guys in those categories, right? Like Capella and Danny Green. But, like, Jay, Jay Crowder, who's been, like, a weird glue guy for my team. Like, he's, he could be frustrating some nights, but then he'll, like, rip off eight threes and, and four steals in a game. And, like, just that kind of swing for a playoffs is really important. Now he's hurt. Um, There's a lot of guys with game-time decision tags. Uh, like Bogdanovich wound up not playing last night, which he's been a huge guy down, like kind of filling in the gaps for me in the playoffs now. Yeah, as, as, as he went back. down, he went yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah. So 
look, you know, I think I think this is the end of the road for me here this season, but uh, I, I can't be too upset about it. You know, sometimes it's just out of your control, and and it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to keep keep fighting till it's over, but uh, I, there's not much of a pathway here, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, well, you and Eric are in a very in the all time uh, all time average finish. I mean, you know, Eric's sitting at an even seven. You're at six point nine three seven five. So. Uh, a lot hinges upon uh, you know these playoff outcomes. So, well, look, uh, I'm sure all my guys will get healthy next week, and I'll put up monster stats again, like I did last round. And I mean, last week I put up like almost 100 threes, like it, it was a huge stat line all week. My points yeah, were crazy. I was, I was assuming threes and points were yeah, going to be tougher stats to pull out, but uh, yeah, I'll end up being a little it, different it, in this matchup. Yeah, just a different week, man. That's all. So I'm sure I'll put up the monster stats. Maybe I'll finish in third. That'd be a nice finish for the season if if I can't pull it out this week. So it is what it is. Can't be too upset about it. Yeah. Well, I wish we had a little more of a tighter battle to, uh, you know, have some proper back and forth on. But I, I don't know. I, I, we'll I know. see. We'll see. Maybe my the, – the one thing that, like, it just, like, shows, like, how fucking ridiculous fantasy is is, like, the Raptors, you know, were, like, literally, like, benching guys – like they got fined for benching guys so much, like when they weren't hurt, like the last week or two. And then for whatever reason, like this is their five game week, and they decided, like, okay, like now we're not, like we're not going to rest anybody anymore. I guess now we're going to play them. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like Andrew and I were both bitching about like Siakam <laughs> and Lowry and uh, OG getting benched like for no reason, and now they're going to play the five game stretch in seven days, which doesn't make much sense. But here we are. So yeah, that's. No, uh... The fantasy gods just do some strange shit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But we'll see. This is the time of the year when a uh, bleak shadow goes dark as a, <laughs> if we head towards that bleak Bibsy uh, Ira final showdown. I know. So just we'll, we'll see you, how it breaks it's, up. It's really not good for you because then your days are numbered as far as, you know, potential uh moves limits for, for future seasons. So I think you, you have to you have to realize that. If you guys are in the finals again, people are gonna wanna come come at you guys with pitchforks, so just be aware. Well, we should all just admit that Justin. I mean, Justin's a puppet contender right now. He's not. <laughs> he's not coming to win a championship. Like, if if he beats Eric, that'll be fortunate. So that's that's would... what I'm saying. If he beats Eric, they, because he's making a thousand moves at three in the morning, like everyone's gonna be done with this shit officially. That'll be the last draw. It seems uh, terrible. We'll, we'll see. I mean, he's got some good te- some good players. He, oh, he does yeah, the, yeah. He now, does, now, the, now, he does okay. the point free throw well. I'm you are, saying, you but... are so ridiculous. You you will defend you'll defend his team the second you hear. Oh, well, it's going to be used against me. Like oh, it's, I'm just saying, it's not ridiculous. trash. I'm just saying it's it's not like heavyweight. It doesn't he's, he doesn't have a roster like uh, it's not a roster that should, like, should have been in what first yours place was or well yeah well but now Eric's not even making moves. I don't know. It's uh. I don't know. He's been a little quiet this week. He was a little more aggressive versus Andrew in comparison. And now Eric's Eric's what, what got, you, got what, no Luca and no Kelly Oubre tonight. Let me, let me throw this idea by you. I know you're not going to like it, but you know it's a little bit more. So, you know, one of the complaints I know, like Garrett has had in particular, is that you know in the playoffs you end the week of the finals where the same guys on both teams' uh, stat sheet, and sometimes sometimes like you know twice on one team. Right, um, and just the edge drops get crazy. That's, so what if we did? What if we? It's did, very oh, rare that so to just, happen. Just hold on. Just, it's, it's, it's very it's rare happened. for that to happen, though. It's happened, but what, hold on a second. So what if we do? What if we do something where um, we don't necessarily limit moves, 
But when, when the playoffs are set, we do some sort of expansion draft where everyone could add like <laughs> everyone like basically drafts six more guys like to baseball. their roster. Where you could where you could only add drop yeah where you could only add drop those six players for, from your team, except obviously with injury exceptions that you could you know go into the pool further. But that way you have an expanded roster, um, but but it's not just like a, a three in the morning free for all the entire playoffs. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the I like the current format where it's a real grinder. Myself, I mean. I think your idea is interesting. Just, I mean, I don't really see why the league would want to do that. Like, I don't know. It sounds like more work and people like aren't that interested in like having a draft for like, like it's like, it's a lesser version of the drafts we had, the waiver well, wire would, draft would, or whatever. It would, we would just keep, had. it would keep Justin from picking up seven guys in a night in the playoffs. That's what it would do. So it's actually less work. For, it's, it's, it's one day of or like an hour of more work. And then the rest of the playoffs, it's smooth sailing basically. The, the bigger issue is like a timing, a timing issue or like when, to, how, how would we actually achieve it? But that's for another day. Um, let's, let's keep going on this rundown here. Uh, Conley Accords, oh, excuse me. Garrett has made two submissions. Uh, wow, Tim Hardaway think, Jr. though is having a night for Justin. I know 25 points. Jesus. 31 net points at oh, this point. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I'm, I didn't refresh fast enough. Okay. And five, three pointers. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. And with Luca out and Kelly Oubre off Eric. Oof. That's a killer. See, I mean, the injuries, are, yeah. It kills everything. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. I mean, the only way to get around that is Roto. But, I mean, like you said, you can move it up, which helps to some degree, but I don't know. It's the same. This is also a season where, I mean, in, this whole season has been down to injuries, right? I mean, and, and look, and here's the thing at the end of the day, right? We, we always do all this complaining, but, like, at so, to some degree, this league is always going to have an element of luck, right? Like, you, like, you need to get lucky with your injuries, oh, yeah. You know, there's that one season where I thought my team was going to be really good, and then Demarcus Cousins got you know towards ACL in the first week of the playoffs, and that was it. Um, every, everyone's had that moment where something goes wrong. You got to have luck um, on, on top of you know. This is what I was saying to John when he was always complaining about how you know he couldn't drop Dame or something in time when Dame got hurt. Um, like we, this is just how it goes. Like everyone has this happen to them. You you somehow have it less happen less to you, uh, but. <laughs> But you know the, oh, that's just kind of the break. That's kind of the breaks of the league. Yeah. Well, you know, when I saw that second round, that first round buy was uh, available, I was uh, quite eager to chase it down. Because yeah, I yeah look, you 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 it's... made it available, man. You, you you beat me pretty good that week that we played. Seems like I it seems like I've only got cold against you the last the, in the last like ten weeks of the season. I've only been bad when I play against you, which is uh, a lot of fun. Obviously, I will say when uh, <laughs> when. I was uh I was talking to Andrew when you know when Yahoo wasn't letting him make his moves or whatever, <laughs> and for you to say to him, oh, you know, there's nobody going to pick up anyway, like it's not a big deal, was uh, a <laughs> that's quite a statement that <laughs> if if the Yahoo app was not letting you make ad drops when you wanted to, <laughs> I imagine you would have a different tune <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably have a heart attack. I'd be like, "We're we're done with Yahoo. We're never going." I was back. like, I was like, tweet like you should like tweet at that man, dude. Like you know, do something if you want. Like, like you would have been. I mean, fucking uh, creating like bot accounts and oh. everything just to oh, yeah, unleash the army on Yahoo. I did the day that they didn't update our stats on time, of course. So you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, even Yahoo will fucking take your legs out. So yeah. Um, I, I really don't get why they don't don't like employ us to like manage their fantasy basketball application. Like it, it it's crazy. 
It, it's a fair question. <laughs> we should it's, we should write a letter. Nobody, I, mean. I know, I know. Give us a stipend. That, that's all we need. Whatever. Yeah, like pay, pay for my cybersecurity education. I'll gladly monitor your <laughs> Yahoo Fantasy Basketball page. No problem. God. <laughs> all right. What, what's next? What do we got here next? Uh, uh, do we want to go into wanna... reports? Let's let's see that yeah. for the next podcast. You want to save it? Okay. I'm not sure there's been any action since like a, I don't think there a has. week or two ago. And and know what? I'd rather give me more time with it. I want to I want to go better over it uh, before right. I, I would like give my comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah there hasn't been that much. It. I mean, there's been a little back and forth, and like Garrett did his own thing that one day where he released it, some initiatives. But it uh, was, and the reason I can't comment, it was it was like too long and beautiful to to read in one sitting. So uh, <laughs> it was a, really a great. Great thing he put together there. So uh, they're nice um, stuff. I'm just like, well, you know, I would like if uh, if Garrett's controlling these two votes of managers that are usually apathetic. You know, I'd like to see Corey and Andrew suddenly, yeah, you know, show some interest and uh, weigh in. Because right now the Conley Accords is like, you know, it's more like half the Conley Accords than uh, the eight man <laughs> Conley Accords. Right. So hopefully we can have the involvement that we really need to uh, push this stuff forward. But yeah, yeah more I to think come. we'll get there soon. We'll get there soon. All right. Um, do we want to discuss, I mean, we had Garrett on here already. We touched on it. I mean, I will yeah. say, you know, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see where the league goes now that, uh, if Garrett, Garrett's sounding reinvigorated, it sounds like he really wants to push this league to, uh, the next level and make it, you know, have some real stay factor. <laughs> what, what, a, what a change of heart from our last podcast, right? Where we just, you know, bashed him for not getting on top of this, but, uh, yeah, let's give it some time. Let's see where it goes. And before we, we give any, any more praises, but I, I think we're on the right track here. Okay. Okay. Uh, do we want to start talking keepers yet for next season? Or you no, think, uh, no. 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 Okay. All right. I guess it's let the lottery play out too. That's a, too soon, and, and people haven't finalized their rosters with like third keepers and stuff like that. And we have yet to have a wacky edge drop, you know, in the playoffs of you know someone could pick up Miles Turner or something like that. So uh, or Jamal Murray. So let's give it some time. Okay. So I think now we're we're starting to shift towards you know just. Uh, looser things now in the podcast uh you mentioned wacky and i can't remember that well i, I forgot who dropped it did you drop it in our yeah the, uh, the, the hofl thing yes so yeah the fan like the, the investment fantasy league or whatever uh so it looks like an interesting concept i mean what it's a group of people that own a team right is that how uh so i almost i think i kind of interpreted it as like you know you know, like the Green Bay Packers are owned by like their like their fans can invest in it because it's publicly traded. I kind of got the same thing that like there's money on the line, but you could like, you buy a share of the team basically, and you you would like root for them like you would a normal team, and you get to like follow the moves and, and the action. So it's it's not just like it's not just like putting money in and hoping you win. It's, it's like you really get to fo- like you have a, a stake in a team that you're rooting for. Do we we control the moves on the team too? Like uh... I, I no, I imagine there's a manager. Like, 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 uh, okay. so the reason I was like, we should get in on this is like, we could be the league that like people are basically like, we're the owners, but right. Like, so we're like the 50% shareholders. And then like, we basically sell 50% to the public, you know? And, and like, if, if they all put in, you know, if we raise a thousand dollars per team, then there's a $12,000 prize that goes to our investors, basically divide it up. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it, okay. So it'd be it would be our t- so the east the us twelve managers are going on a team is what you were putting out there. Well, no, the tw- so like 
basically we'd, we'd be like the majority owners of the league. I think. Well, right. I mean, basically my yeah. whole thing is like, I always thought that we should get like a reality show where they follow, <laughs> they follow our league around. Cause I think I, you know, we didn't capitalize on it soon enough. Cause like after the league came out, that would have been the time, but uh, it's, it's, yeah. But basically, you know, we'd be the managers. We'd have to probably kick out. We would have to kick out some, some of the uh, lower hanging fruit who don't manage their team. Cause I, I doubt they'd be able to attract investors. You'd have to have like 12 people that are actually dedicated to competing. But um, I also wonder if there's like dynasty implications or anything like that. But um, yeah, I guess it's just like owning a, a fantasy sports franchise. It'd be cool if like the owners, if like the investors got to like vote on like what the team does or whatever, you know, and like actually like control the team's destiny kind of thing. Yeah, but could you imagine if like you had to like debate some dude from Iowa about like, you know, what, what move – the manager should make it three in the morning. <laughs> I, I'm sure. well, I, I assume it would just be like a voting mechanism, but obviously everybody would be chatting or whatever and like, you know, dropping opinions. To there, could be, there, could be a, there could be 150 people, you know, owning a share of your team. So you can't really, you just kind of trust the manager. You could now, what would probably happen is my guess is with this thing. Are you like vote for new, new owners? Every you, could, year? you could fire, fire yeah. the manager, right? Yeah. Just like in, in, in sports. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess that – I mean, that would be the ultimate way of making sure all of our managers are always competing. If, like, we just do it with delegate like soccer does. I mean, that would be the uh, – Another thing I proposed years ago, the pro pro realm. Yeah. We don't yeah. – We don't. there was a time where we had the numbers for it. Like, I could have gotten us a second league of people, I, of people well, that we, we know. We need that. But, like, just, like – like, I think, uh, like, uh, for example, like, Bill Simmons, like, football league, I think. Oh, or like something. Like, the, the loser is dying the next year? The, yeah, the loser gets what do you got going on there? Is that Alexa talking? Uh, Alexa, we don't even use it. Somehow it goes off like once every like once a month. It just like goes off. It's strange. <laughs> just reminds you it's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. But yeah. Like the I think the winner gets to like I guess it must be the winner that gets to select somebody to eliminate from the league the next season. Oh, it's not even the loser. See, we'd have to do it as the loser. It should though, be a because... loser. Yeah, loser is better. Yeah, I'm with you. That'd be that would be a good incentive though to keep people fucking playing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then the, see, the problem we'd have is that the person would not come back is, is what I think would be the, the biggest risk. <laughs> they realize how much better life is without the league. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think we're in a good place. So that's all right. I guess I the bigger punishment would be like being taken. Like, if, could you imagine being taken off like the league community? Like you're taking off the Google group for a year. Like, that would kind of suck. Like even, you know, I'm sure people don't like it sometimes, but like, to just be off it would, would be pretty shitty I, I would imagine for most people yeah I mean yeah I mean like the Chaviris of the world I'm sure would be fine with it but yeah, right. for the rest of us yeah alright uh, let's move forward to uh, are we getting a Pump for Fast 9 how many times what's like your trailer schedule is it like I've a, watched every it, morning watched, with Joey every night I've watched bed? the trailer like yeah. three or four times already um, most of them within the first 24 hours of of it dropping it looks good like, I'm excited. Justin Lin is back as the director. He's the guy that did uh, – he did – I think he did all of Tokyo Drift through seven, and then he did not do eight, which is a, a huge problem. Um, Four through seven, not eight. Okay. Why? Yeah. I mean, eight wasn't like – well, what do you a oh, huge problem? Eight was terrible. Eight was just a bad Yeah, movie. so why – yeah, why are we – Well, so the, the good, oh, the good director is back. He didn't do eight because that would have been – like, that's why eight sucked, you're saying? Yes. Like he, okay, he just gotcha. understands. He actually, I think he didn't do seven also. 
Um, but he like he, he was part of when they decided to expand, like they were going to do like up to 10 movies. He was part of like laying out the plan for the movies. So he, I think like, he's definitely like one of the heart and soul, like he's just as important as Vin Diesel. Um, I'm also excited. There's no rock in this one. It seems. Uh, yeah. seems to be the case. Like, I, I think, C- I think Cena will provide a similar spark. Um, but the, the, kinda... the rock stick was getting a little played out. Um, he was getting he was getting too big like he, he wanted to be the franchise and he's not the, like i'm sorry you'll never be the heart of the franchise like it's just not like we're all like we're all thankful for your contribution and like coming in five and like, <laughs> thank you for your like, service man. <laughs> like, like, yes like he, he came in and helped make it like the biggest like movie franchise in the world great but it's true yeah. but but like here's the amplifier Hob- Hobbs and shaw is like a disgrace um, I didn't, I, I enjoyed him, that for what it was. The, the fact that like the, the fact that Vin Diesel and Tyrese like don't get along with him, and like it seems like the whole cast has basically like alienated themselves from The Rock. Like it's good that they need to separate for a little bit of time at least. Um, so I think this one's gonna get back on track. They unfortunately they, they still have that Charlie's Theron character at uh, Cipher, which was She's really back. pretty, which is pretty horrible. Um, yeah, what's movie? I, I don't really know, but. I have faith that this one's gonna be a lot better than the last one. Because um, like, look, everyone jokes that the plot is terrible in these movies, which like, it's ridiculous. But like, the plot has always kind of made sense. The last movie, like, just it, it wasn't. It was very disjointed the whole thing. So I, I do think this movie is gonna be a lot better. Uh, the action scenes are gonna look more clean and not like, like, like I don't know. When Justin Lin directed, the, even the ridiculous looked really good and smooth. The last movie did not look smooth at all. Like just. The cars falling in the street didn't make sense. And then when they were on ice, it just looked unrealistic, like totally. Um, so I think they're going to get back to what these movies are supposed to be. Yeah, I should give Seven a rewatch just to like get a better taste of my mouth before uh, we seven, get to it. Yeah, like Eight is the only movie I have not rewatched because I, I can't <laughs> even stomach it. Damn. So eight, yeah. Eight's at the bottom for you. Well, I guess what, what Tokyo Drifts Four is that the you know I walked I walked out of there and I, I actually so Tokyo Drift I never really gave a, a, a truly fair shake. Um, I would think I'd like three better now than I liked eight. I would imagine okay. like I think I would like Tokyo Drift better than eight. Eight was so bad to me. Um, yeah, it, it, it is at least in the bottom two. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess in reality, yeah, like, uh, I mean, Cena's case, he could be like the new rock, I guess, to some degree, where it's just like, he'll be brought on as kind of like a, as a bad guy, but like in reality, he's like a good guy, and like, they're going to wind up like, coming to terms, you know, by the well, end of this and, shit. And like, and by the way, I didn't even say it, but like, Statham not being in this movie, even better, because like, that never made sense that they, he was going to come into the family. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, that it, that it, was it, too far-fetched, yeah. It, it, like, that was one one leap too far. Like, oh, th- this guy's literally trying to like kill people in that are your family, and, and now he's your family. Like, did just... he, he kill people that were your family? No, I mean, he... didn't he actually? So, so even though, oh, and that by the way, the other thing we got to be excited for, Han is somehow coming back in this movie, right? Yeah. But the whole the whole thing was that Statham killed Han. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So, like, it's why would much. they ever embrace this guy? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like if a fucking Bucky came and like you know killed whatever like the Hulk. And then, like you know, it was like, oh, he was in a bad. Come place join, come, come join us, yeah. It's yeah, crazy, I don't know. but Han being back is good. I, so I think um, 
Cena is actually supposed to be Dom's brother, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, I got. It that. makes sense that he would have siblings that like they, they haven't mentioned. So I, I'm excited for this plot. Uh, I, I'm ready for it. Uh, and you're thinking that you, are you into the private theater idea? You think uh, that's the way to oh, play? Yeah. Or if, think, if it, I mean, the reality is, I mean, I'm pretty sure for eight, I was like, we we got midnight. Sh- did we get midnight showing or like ten o'clock showing tickets for eight? And we were like, I thought it was gonna be like crowded, and like it was like half full. Like, was it even that crowded? Yeah. Like we got there Thank early, you. and it was like, what do we like? What do we come early for? Like, <laughs> there was no reason. Which well, it's just funny because I, I think for like for seven, like we got there early and like literally that whole theater pack like filled up. Yeah, I don't know, but it's I mean, it still makes ba- like banging money, so I don't really know what happened, but I don't know, strange. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. Still, we have a long way till June 25th. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out the arrangement. Um, I, I think people may still not be comfortable going to theaters, so that may work in our favor. Um. So let's end the rundown here with uh, you wrote time to put a sapphire on the books. I think we're we're getting there, right? I mean, tomorrow we're having a, a few guys hanging out. It'll be like six of us for the first time. Uh, so we're, we're moving we're moving towards uh, a, a true guys hangout. Yeah. Did we get a six? I don't even know we got. Well, uh, Yumi, Scott, Silver's, Elon. Oh, Andrew and Andrew's a maybe. That's what I was thinking. Six. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no, it should be a nice, solid uh, five-man hang. I uh, I did feel like it was a big turning point for me. Like, you know, if you recall back in the day, I think Silver's texted, like, they're going to close Liquor Switch or something. Like, that was like, the rumor when, like, you know, everything else was shutting down. They're going to close what? Liquor stores back in the day. Right. So, like, that we all, like, ran to the liquor store and was like, oh, yeah, we got a stockpile. Who fucking knows how long we're going to be? And back out and re- replenish the stockpile. So, you know, I kind of feel like uh, – that was a big turning point for me. I'm coming out of things. This is so, your first uh, time replenishing your alcohol since last uh, March. No, I've I've bought some things, but this is the first, this is like my <laughs> probably my first like triple digits purchase since uh, wow. since March. Yeah, this is your first. So. This is like your first like real hosting in like a, a very long time. Let's talk about alcohol, Leanna. It's different than groceries. Yeah. Well, let me have my moment. <sighs> But no, it's okay. yeah, it's yeah, it's good, yeah. And this will be our this could be my first uh, company to the apartment, I think. So yeah, it's uh, is Liana, apartment reopening? Is Liana out or is she gonna be there making us cookies? Yeah, and no, Liana will be hanging out still, so she'll uh, I don't know, she she can make some special cocktails or something. No, she disagrees. Cookies or maybe cookies. Okay, cookies on the menu. We like cookies. What's wrong with cookies? Cupcakes are fine too. He also likes cupcakes. What was that? Mm-hmm. She made a. Do you want? I, the only thing I'd want. I would think that you'd want made is myself scarce. She said it's smoother than that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's okay. I'm comfortable getting drunk in front of everybody. It's no problem at all. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna get weird, man. It's gonna get weird. I think it'll be all right. I'm planning to go out and get some cups, get some pollen balls. You know, I figure, uh, yeah, I'm trying to bring it back, you know. Nice. Got to get our stamina back up. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, let's, let's end on that positive note. Things are, you know, we've come a long way here. Still not an in-person oh, podcast. Uh, oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. It's not on the rundown, but I feel like we have to we have to mark our graduation. How does it feel to, uh, you know, have a, receive your uh, boot camp degree? 
all right, pretty pretty good. Uh, presentation went well on Tuesday, so uh, yeah, it's done. So now just keeping applying for jobs. So yeah, go go in there now. So, uh, but happy to be done and happy to keep learning in the future too, because I think I learned that from this that I I, I do enjoy learning this kind of stuff and want to keep building on that knowledge. So if it, uh, if, it if it broke your procrastination streak, uh, it must have been a hell of a boot camp. You know that's. Uh... No arguments with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good on that front. Pretty good on that front. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it feels. Uh, I don't know. This week's been busy, but it's nice to. Uh, it's nice to have uh, accomplished that. You know, the got got my new project trying to sell a eight stone court back in East Brunswick now. So if anybody's trying to buy a house, you know, uh, give me a call. I have a. I got a good spot in mind for you. But uh, yeah, it's nice to now I can start focusing on some cert studying, and then uh, you know, hopefully applying to some uh, greener pastures. See what's out there as we, you know, take over the uh, dork world. Time to show uh, you know, these old schools like Gad and John how it's done right. <laughs> we put the sternums, now. not for fucking uh, lottery odds in the, this dork <laughs> podcast. That's right. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. Well, we, we, we've been dorky enough for tonight, I guess. So thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll have one after the finals. We'll, you know, that's usually one of our favorite podcasts, recap, full recap of the season. Maybe we'll do some superlatives. We'll maybe do our draft lottery. We'll talk about keeper yeah. options, talk about the Conley Accords. we got a lot to talk about next time. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, it has been a very good season. I think, uh, you know, I think – Maybe that, you know, the COVID was unfortunate for, you know, many of us, especially, you know, teams that were trying to win a championship and never, you know, never got any draft picks back or anything for despite our sacrifice. But uh, Sorry, you know, it's kind of made us all realize, yeah, okay. Fuck it. <laughs> all right, no, come on, Paul. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's it's been a reminder of, you know, how, uh, how special this league is for everybody. Uh, it's been nice having it back in our lives. Uh, but yeah, what was I gonna say? Fuck, I forgot. Oh well, COVID season. COVID season. I don't oh, know. Boy, I lost it now. It's okay. Oh, what I was gonna say is, I I feel like listening to podcast now. What there might be time to like start working in. Like we should have like a guest every episode. I feel like you know to at least like join not join for like a segment kind of thing. I feel like we're at that point, like where we got this podcast thing yeah, pretty I, down. I, I felt like that for a while. I think we tried with Andrew and it didn't work, and we kind of like buried it after that. But uh, I, I definitely think, like, we talk a lot of shit on this podcast, so it'd be fun to let people defend themselves and and go at us in the same the same vigor that we go at them. Uh, definitely be fun to freshen it up that way. Uh, what's, oh, no, we should talk about really quickly because you know we have we've been doing this for so long. It's pretty crazy. Like it's it's kind of cool and crazy. Like I, I was telling Ira that I I've been cleaning some stuff up, and I saw that we had first podcasted in like 2014, which is seven years ago. We've been doing this now. That is a uh, yeah, it's pretty damn good. Seven years. We That's also uh... you know now that we'll be able to do this in person again, we got to bring back some of the the, the food challenges because uh, that was fun. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to do this in person again, even if it's you know. These are good to do it, but it's it's still fun to to meet in person to do these, and it's not quite the same being over the camera. I'm looking forward to uh, watching some mediocre Rutgers basketball next season, you know, and uh, doing a podcast uh, debriefing, you know, 
to follow. That'll be a a welcome post-COVID reality. I'll leave you guys at that. Let's get back to normalcy soon. It'll be fun. and uh, yeah, Season of normalness, right? <laughs> that's right. And enjoy, enjoy the almost off season. It, it's been a good season, man. You're right. It's just been a good season. It uh, started off really rough. There are a lot of, lot of cancellations and games early on in the season, but it's, it's finished pretty strong down the stretch here. So. Dan Quarter made the playoffs. You know? there's, there's nothing else needed. Enough, enough We're said. all good here. All right. Enjoy, everyone. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Oops.